Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinemax Podcast, the show where we take different movies every week and debate and rate them. It's motherfucking Christmas time, and I am very, very excited. My name is Cal, and joining me as he does every week is Mr. Nathan Sacklehanna, um, with some lovely Christmas decorations on his... Whose helmet's that? Is that Boba? Yeah, and then I wrapped a lightsaber up in Christmas lights, but you can't really tell. It just looks no. like Christmas. I had that issue because Eleanor actually surprised me by decorating this room the other day for this. Like, actually, when I was working, she started tying and she just came in and put the decorations up. And just behind me here, there's a lot of lights across. And I turned them on and you really can't tell. So I just, I just turned them back on. I did get a load of lights to put across here. So next week, you'll be better. But I just completely forgot we were recording at this time. I was like, oh, shit, I've got to do it now. Like, you just messaged me to start recording. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Started running. Yeah, yeah, I um, I plan on doing a bit more because I um, obviously was writing all day, so I've only just finished work. So I had to quickly run to the shop to get a Christmas jumper, uh, which is ironic. I spent twenty pounds on this, sat down to record to see in front of me last year's jumper, which is pretty much the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> so why the hell I forgot I had that? I don't know. I could have just saved myself twenty quid and worn that, and it's no. literally sat right in front of me. Because after the after the issues we had over the last couple, mine says the snow must go on. So I feel like that's quite appropriate. Yeah, after what we went down, we we're blaming Josh for uh, the issues of the last episode. Hopefully, this video will go out and people can see how wonderful. Yeah, we're Fingers crossed. How are you anyway? No right? more, no more freeways. No more. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad already for Christmas. Oh, my shopping's done. Is it? Yeah, all done. Not wrapped yet, but all done, all finished. Got nothing to buy. Love it when I think when it all falls into place. See, I'm actually behind this year. Usually by now I'm done, but I um I've barely had time to actually go shopping. So I need to fucking find some free time and go get some stuff done because I'm going to um Butlins with my family for a Christmas break the day after this comes out. Um, I don't think I think I'm going to see them on Christmas Eve again. So it's not like I have to get the presents for this break, but I, 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 that was my original plan. To say we've taken them up at Christmas Eve. You've got three days. Pardon? You've got three days. I know, yeah, and I've got three shifts and two days of uni in there, so fuck knows what's going on. <laughs> but this week, to kick off the Christmas season, as we said, we're going to, the whole month, well, up until Christmas, obviously, is going to be covering Christmas movies, which are some of my favourite movies in the fucking world, so this is going to be great. Um, to kick it off, we're doing um, one of the category carnages again but we're going with the christmas category carnage the triple c um and if anyone who hasn't watched one of these before is unaware essentially what we do with the category carnages is we've come up with 10 different categories and we have to fill them using christmas movies we'll take turns selecting different movies for each category but the twist is we're not allowed to use the same movies as the other person so it makes it a lot harder for us both no, um, for me you know, like you could pull out some like Hallmark Channel shit, and I'll not know, and I'll just be struggling. I haven't got any Hallmark in my head, don't worry, because none of them are any good. <laughs> I watch them all, and they're all shit. <laughs> um, so it, it, we usually do rock paper scissors to decide who goes first, but I think with the lag, it just it, it's it's a bit awkward. So instead, I've got a lid in one of these hands, and I want you to pick which hand it is. Right, you can go first. Your left. Duck on that. <laughs> it was my right. Which means <laughs> I shall go first. I've quickly run through the categories now before we start, and then we'll obviously select them in whatever order we fancy. So we came up with these 
between us the other day. Uh, we've got the best opening to a Christmas movie, the best ending, the best main character, um, which doesn't necessarily have to be a Santa Claus, which is why we came up with uh, the category for the best Santa himself as well. We've got the best North Pole, like the best looking, the best vibes, um, the best Christmas villain, the best like original song to come out of any of these Christmas movies, because obviously not many, but there are quite a few that have like created these original songs, like several musicals and um, amongst those sorts of things. We've got the best Christmas carol, as in Charles Dickens' yeah. tale. It's clear of any confusion you had yesterday. Yeah, um, like that's the same. Anybody, you can say any of your favorite Christmas carol. It's, it's know, yeah. That wouldn't be a hard category. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, essentially the best adaptation of Charles Dickens' novel, because there's been about a thousand. Um, best animated Christmas movie and to end it the best alternative Christmas movie because there there's quite a few of them as well that a lot of people don't think of as traditional Christmas movies we might say something that people don't even think is a Christmas movie but yeah the the not a the not a Christmas movie category the yeah, one that's gonna... or as you put it in the chat the the, be, the the Christmas movie and I was like um Oh, well, I completely forgot to write a word, all right? <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, isn't that this entire fucking list? Or what, am I missing something? <laughs> yeah, we've got all 10 there, so we might as well get started. I'll go first, and this right. is already difficult, because I don't know which one... I don't know which categories you're going to have more... I'll tell you now, you've got a more extension knowledge of Christmas movies than me. I'm already stressing because I'm like trying to think on this, because I did no prep... I completely forgot what we were for. We just have a note down. I'm like, shit, he's going to fucking... It's going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I am quite confident. I mean, you could have done all the prep in the world and I still felt quite confident because I fucking love Christmas movies and I watch yeah. so many of them. Every oh, before we start, can I say, somebody messaged me about the the Spider-Man episode and saying, did you have to make it audio only? Uh, because when you started screaming, when I started screaming about Kirsten Dunst and how much I hate it, about blew their ears out. They had headphones in it about burst their eardrums. Like, yeah, that's how much I fucking hate it. God, I didn't even think of that. Ah, that, must, yeah. that can't have been fun. We've lost a viewer there because of you. No, just a listener. We might get a viewer back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we ever have to do audio only those next time, they'll switch straight off. Yeah. And, right. Well, your first category. Yeah. Fuck, I'm already... There's too much choice right now. That's the issue. I'm going to go with best villain right off the bat. That's all right, then. And say Hans Gruber from Die Hard. You can't pick Die Hard right off the bat. Yes, I can. And I did. Oh, villain. I'm taking Hans Gruber. Why? Just give me some time. At least give me yeah, some time. Give me some time to come up with something. Because I think he's one of the most iconic movie villains of all time. Not even just Christmas movies. I think Alan Rickman, before that, I don't think he'd even been in any films. Like he was all, he was a theatre actor. But coming into that, he largely overshadowed Bruce Willis for me, which isn't an easy job. But I think coming out of it, you do focus on Alan Rickman in the way like, the character manipulates everyone around him and the way he can switch up, like when he comes across um, John McClane and he pretends to be an American and um, all that yeah, sort of jazz. I just think really he's such a smart... You know what, sorry? That really great American accent. Hey, it almost fools John McClane. I mean, it doesn't, but it almost does. Um, I just think Alan Rickman's incredible in that. I think that 
character. Like I said, it goes beyond Christmas movies. I think Hans Gruber is one of the best movie villains of all time. And there's not too many villains in these Christmas movies. So I wanted to get a good one off the bat first. So that's why I took Hans Gruber. Great. The only one that I could think of. But then you started talking. I was like, oh, this might piss this might piss some people off and it might get some people saying he's not a villain. But I'm also going to Alan Rickman in love, actually. That's a good one, actually. That's a good one. I didn't he, think of that. He is a fucking villain in that film. He made her cry. He made her upset. What's her name? Emma? Not Watson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. No, I know what. Yeah, Emma Thompson playing Hermione. Um I mean, if he was married to Emma Thompson at that time, he definitely was a fucking villain. Emma Watson, because she was like fucking 10. No, he made Emma Thompson cry. You know, is the reason, you know, people don't like him in that film. And people always say we ever talked about film was heartbreaking. So I'm also going Alan Rickman. And I'm quite proud of that one. I'm not gonna lie. That's a good one. Do you know what? I wrote all these different things down. I completely forgot about Love Actually. That wasn't even a film that entered my mind. Then I watched it this week. <laughs> also, right, I, I'm not gonna pick him, but the guy that uh, Rick from Walking Dead, what's yeah, his name? Andrew Lincoln, he's a creep. He's right fucking creepy. Watch his Oh, let's not get well no let's get into it it's a fucking podcast <laughs> I was going to say let's not get into it no let's fucking get into it all I want to say is what's he doing with that tape yeah just constantly filming her and then at the end turns up at his best mate's house and he's like nah fucking I want you pal just... yeah it's just like he said he doesn't have any tape so he can't give it to them but he has that one video of her on his shelf so what does he personally want to use that video for it's quite weird no, I'm still I'm keeping it to Alan Rickman because the pain was more severe. But... Yeah, you kept the thing with Alan Rickman is you kept hoping it back out. Yeah, like when she, uh, Emma Thompson's character had the present gift wrap, you were praying it was going to be that, and it just wasn't. It's fucking hard. and she's incredible in that film. Like she's so good, so that adds to his villainy, I think. So in 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 conclusion, best villain Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. Alan Rickman in these, Alan Rickman in Harry Potter. The guy's always a fucking villain. <laughs> right. I'm gonna get it off. I'm gonna get off the board before you fuck me over. Best Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol. I know, I know you know. I know that's not what you're gonna say anyway. But Muppets Christmas Carol is gonna be the best fucking one. Michael Caine's performance, absolutely phenomenal. It's still talked about today about how he played it perfectly straight while being around Muppets, and that's what made it work so well. Same as Tim Curry and them. Um, Muppets Treasure Island, but Christmas Carol did it to perfection. And it's the fucking Muppets, Cal. That's my argument. It is the Muppets, you're not wrong. I actually, that's one that I didn't really watch too much growing up, but these past few years I've watched it and it grows on me every year. I was actually thinking of taking that in Christmas Carol just to fuck you over. I know, but and then I, and then I, I kind of really wanted to say the one that I know you're going to say now, but... Muppets, and it's probably spoilers for a future episode, but Muppets Christmas Carol is perfection. The songs are all perfect. Like, it's so feel-good. Even the dark bits, it still manages to turn you around and keep that sense of Muppets wackiness and humour whilst also telling the the same, I was going to say Shakespearean story, but I don't think Christmas Carol is Shakespeare, is it? No, it's Charles Dickens. Close enough. Um, yeah, and I think, I think Michael Caine is, is just... It's so weird watching him just give out like a, a genuinely serious performance in a film surrounded by Muppets, but it works. The songs are great, like you said, and I love having um, Gonzo at the beginning and um, the, them narrating it. I think it is brilliant. I, I really like it. 
But like you said, he plays Charles Dickens. What am I? Am I yeah, yeah. When he plays Big Billy Shakespeare at the beginning. <laughs> Do you know what? I swear, being on this podcast makes me sound stupider than I am. <laughs> Speaking of William Shakespeare, really randomly, we, me and Eleanor went to watch uh, Six the Musical a couple of weeks ago in Nottingham. Oh, one of the characters refers to him as Shake CP. And apparently that night, Eleanor woke up to me talking in my sleep saying, thank God Shakespeare p has gone. <laughs> so I immediately started dreaming about Shakespeare, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, enough on that. You, you've you obviously gone with the Muppets because that's your favourite version of A Christmas Carol. So I'll go with my favourite, again, hinting at a future episode, and that is Scrooged from Mr. Bill Murray himself, which I fucking adore. I think it is so, so, so good. I think... It's a free star. You what, sorry? I said it's a free star. Is it shite? It's, it, it's so much darker than so many of the others. Um, it's also funnier. I think Bill Murray is at his best when he just gets to be mean to people for two hours, and that's what he gets to do in Scrooge. He's fantastic. I think the supporting cast is fantastic. Um, the ghosts are all great, and some of them look genuinely terrifying. Like Jacob Marley, well, he's not called Jacob Marley and that, obviously, but that version of the character is terrifying with the golf ball in his skull and the mouse. It's all just so gross. The three ghosts, including um, the ghost of Christmas past, who just beats the life out of him. It's just it's just brilliant. I, I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, the ending, this is why I was thinking of taking yours, because I, I was considering this for the ending, because the scene at the very end of the movie when, obviously, Scrooge, in the originals, Scrooge comes like, he, he finally turned the leaf, and in this... Bill Murray does so in front of a live studio audience and with the whole world watching as he's doing a live television special. And the speech he gives, I cry every single time because he sounds so emotional when he's saying it. And it's like, it's like it's been ad-libbed. I don't know if it was, but it's like he's losing almost his track of thought because he's just speaking from passion and it feels so much more genuine. That and I love it. Sequences feels 100% Bill Murray just going to be Bill Murray. Yeah. And I think the, the song at the end as well is brilliant. Um, I'd never heard it before, but apparently it was a, a song that was popular and then faded and then because of the film came back. And I think it's so fucking catchy. Uh, I love this movie so much. So, yeah, I, I, I had to get it. But you made my choice easier by taking the in this and making me not take it in the best ending. Although I really wanted to say Scrooge for the same reason you wanted to say Muppets. Just to screw me over. Screw you over. Not that we take, not that we really get points on this. It just tries trying to trip each other up. Yeah, just trying to take each other's fave like it's some personal mission. Right. Yours. As I've just used best, what I was going to have for best ending, I'm going to take this in best ending now. And I don't think you'd have it anyway. So it's probably foolish that I'm doing it. But for best ending, I'm taking It's a Wonderful Life because I've never seen it. Oh, you are fucking missing out, let me tell you. I um, I think not last year, the year before, I watched it for the first time. And for about the first three quarters of the film, I thought, this is, like, fine, but it's not, like, as great as everyone says. Then the last, like, half an hour, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever laid my fucking eyes on. This is unbelievable. And, again, it made me cry. And now every year I watch it, I like it more and more. Well, sorry. It makes you cry. You cried to the end credits of Mamma Mia too. Yeah, that's fucking emotional as well. Don't get me started on Donna and Sam. But the whole story with George Bailey and like how he's always 
acting selfless and putting others before himself, even at his own detriment. And it eventually breaks the character down and really pushes him to the edge. And he like goes to some very dark places, which obviously leads to his guardian angel showing him what life would be like for everyone around him if he didn't exist. And watching that happen and him realising how important he is to the people he knows and loves and then coming back and the big emotional reunion at the end and everyone coming together to help him out. And him realising just how loved he is by the people that he knows and surrounds himself with. It's just fucking... It is the perfect ending. Like, I put it on... There was a thing on Twitter the other day, and I think it was like best Christmas movies or something. And I said on there that I don't think this is just one of the best Christmas movies ever. I think it's one of the best movies ever. And it stars my my favourite... This film is why I love James Stewart so much, who is now my favourite actor. Um, he's just perfect and I this is another one that I was really torn whether to put an ending or um, main character because I think George Bailey is one of the most incredible like movie characters ever and he means so much to me in how selfless he is and it's acted to perfection by James Stewart and that ending is just incredible you get that iconic line which people who haven't even seen it a lot of people still know it which is the every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings and Oh, fuck. I, I mean, I want to watch it now that I'm talking about it because I haven't watched it yet this year. But I know they're showing it in the cinema next week, so I'm kind of trying to hold off to watch it on the big screen because it means that much. And I've never done that. So I love this film. And I've just ranted for like five minutes, but it, I fucking love it. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many big ones that will just fuck us over on later categories. I'll fuck myself over on later categories. So I am going to go with... <laughs> Sorry about God. Oh fuck it, Home Alone for best ending. Oh, that's a good one. The the, I mean, there's obviously the whole finally getting the wet bandits arrested and all that, and the the next door neighbour like clocking on the head and all that. But the ending for me is when he wakes up on Christmas morning and that whole bit, and when he wakes up, goes downstairs, nobody's there, and then he turns around and sees his mum. Uh, it's just it gets me it used to like just make me smile but now it proper gets me like close to tears I don't cry like you at everything but like, oh, I cry <laughs> but it 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 proper gets me and it's it's the the first reaction where he's like he acts like he's not bothered and then he runs straight into her arms and then the rest of the family turn up and be like oh it's literally a flight opened up as soon as you left kind of thing and then looking out the window it's the looking out the window and seeing the next door neighbour be reunited with his family that really fucking hurts my chest and then like um, when uh, Buzz shouts Kevin have you been in my room at the end and he pulls the face it's just such a fucking feel there's nothing better than the end of that movie like it's so fucking good like when he's like when the when he tells the dad I've been shopping I've got milk and all that kind of stuff and you see everybody's face all in this newfound respect you've got to ignore the fact that they're fucking terrible parents and ignore the fact that this kid's been left to rot for however long um to survive for however long but it's such a feel-good ending so i'm taking a big one off the board but and i can't believe we didn't bring any of the wet bandits for the villains either but yeah i'm gonna be honest that's when you said you'd thought of a villain after when i was talking about hans Gruber, that's what i thought you meant because that's the only two i could think of yeah, they're bad guys, but not as bad as uh, Alan Rickman. And <laughs> yeah, we might be trying to kill a kid, but fucking Alan Rickman screwed over Emma Thompson, which is. <laughs> I will yeah. say that's that, that scene you were just talking about at the end of Home Alone when he tells his daddy did the shopping. It makes me laugh every time because his dad's reaction is like, 
I think he says like, what a funny guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just absolutely bewildered that his son could get to the shop. It's brilliant. I love it so much. <laughs> that is another it's great film. It's a great, it's a great positive feel good ahead him. Yeah, absolutely. Learn the lesson, but no, they do no. it again. <laughs> Before we move on, then talking to Home Alone, did you see Macaulay Culkin getting his star on yeah. the Hollywood, and uh, the fact that his mum, his Home Alone mum, went to be there for him? I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, great. Right. What's up then? What's up then? Oh, he's marking it. He is. Yeah. Ah, fuck it. Best main character, Buddy the Elf. Oh shit! Do you know that's another one I completely forgot existed. I haven't put Elf down at all. That's that's a good one. Buddy the Elf is definitely the best. Is fun. Is naive. He's sweet, innocent. You know, he, he has that arc of like throughout the entire film um, of, of growing up a little bit, but not really um, enough to forget who he is. Helping Santa, proving his worth, uh, proving he's not just a just a human in an elf world. He's a and then an elf in a human world. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's the whole arc of him being lost is not knowing who he is to then having kind of the best of both worlds. Also, he's fucking hilarious. It's Will Ferrell. We discussed this on a, two episodes ago. It's fucking Will Ferrell. You can't get any better than that. He brings for all of the like raunchy comedies and like really sweary stuff he does. The fact that he did a family movie as the lead character and it's like one of the most beloved family movies of all time it's astounding and he's so quotable um you know the, the oh my god santa i know him will be used for for years and years to come it's just it's the perfect main character and i'd love to see who you've got to compete with that yeah, it's uh, interesting. Actually, I, don't, I think there's a that Netflix show, which is I think it's called like, the Movies That Made Us. There's an episode on Elf, and apparently the studio didn't even want him because he hadn't done anything big at that point, which is wild to think back on now. Yeah, because it wasn't something like um, they started making it, or it was just before they started making it, and then what was it? Roxbury, saw it. What's it called? The SNL movie. Um, and they, he he went massive like overnight, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Fuck, we've got a, we've got him on, we've got him on this film. Let's fucking do it," kind of thing. Yeah, he's brilliant. I I do love it. I love Elf. It's such a good film. And also, he anyone... looks fucking ridiculous in that costume. I love it so much. Yeah, he does. And I don't think anyone plays that anywhere near as effectively as Will Ferrell does. No. Like we said, like you said, we we touched on him a couple of episodes ago during Step Brothers versus Blades of Glory. But for me, he's one of the most like funny actors of all time. Like he he makes almost anything work, and he's brilliant in that. So yeah, I, I, when he says you sit on a throne of lies, it gets me every time, and I've used that so many times. I can't believe I forgot Elf existed when I was making the notes there at the bottom. Um, well, be struggling. Got sorry. Me thinking I was going to be struggling. Hey, I'm not struggling. I've got an answer. This is one of my favorite favorite Christmas films ever, and I literally watched it like two days ago. And it's Clark Griswold from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, like George Bailey in It's Wonderful Life, Clark Griswold just I love that character so much. He's just, his entire arc is he just wants to give his family the best Christmas possible. He wants it to be perfect. He wants to follow traditions and he wants to make the most of them all being together, which is essentially like how I try to celebrate my Christmases. I want to like be with my family every year. I want to make sure we we do the things that we've always done and we have the best time possible. And obviously with Clark, it never goes to plan and 
the sort of shite that he gets up to kills me. We like Eleanor's not a big fan of it, but even she laughed because we watched it the other night when he's watching. He gets trapped in the the attic and he's watching a home video and as he's and it's really emotional. He's got a tear and then his his wife pulls the ladder down and you just see him drop and it fucking kills me every <laughs> single time. I think he's brilliant. All of the little one liners he comes out with, the rant he goes on when he finds out his boss hasn't given him a Christmas bonus and it's like he just rants for like thirty seconds yelling every expletive he possibly can. I just he's he's incredible and obviously. Chevy Chase has got a bad, a bad rap over the years because apparently he's a bit of a shit house off camera. Um, <laughs> that's one way to say it. He's a yeah. shit house. He's a bit of a shit house off camera. But as Clark Griswold, I absolutely love him. I love him in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love him in National Lampoon's Vacation, the first one. I just think he's he's an incredible character, and putting him in a Christmas setting just works so well. And He's the sort of dad that you'd want, like you'd want in charge of your Christmases. Like he's, he's just fantastic. So yeah, I went Clark W. Griswold. I just remembered I wanted to use Elf for the best Santa. Piers, that's rough. I just realised that there was another. I could have used um, National Lampoon's for best Christmas song as well, because the, the the Christmas Vacation song is a fucking bop. Oh. But we'll go with Santa then soon as they've just used it. No. <laughs> My choice for best Santa is Richard Attenborough in Miracle on 34th Street. Because he is the most wholesome, warm version of the character you've ever come across. Like, he's not perfect by any means. He's got a bit of an anger issue. <laughs> just a little bit of one. But he's incredible, and I think Richard Attenborough himself, he just perfectly embodies the character. So that's who I think of when I think of Santa. Um, the scene when he does the sign language with a little girl, it it moves me every single time. Um, I love it. I love it so much. Um, this, this, the interactions he has with uh, Morris Wilson's character, Susan Walker, when she refusing to believe that he's the genuine article, and he, she tugs on the beard... Um, and everything about him is just so like wholesome. I love him so much. And like I said, when I think of Santa, I think of Richard Attenborough. Like he just looks perfect. The suit he wears when he takes the job at the store is like the perfect Santa suit. And I like the original movie as well, but I just think Richard Attenborough. You you can't you can't top him. So good luck. <sighs> No, I can't top him. So I'm just going to have to admit defeat on this one. But one that's a bit... I don't know if you'll have seen it. You probably would have done. Um, I... Oh, no. Or did I do that one? Ooh. No, I'm going to go Kurt Russell Santa in Christmas Chronicles. Oh, no! No, I could have used that for the song! Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, well, Kurt Russell's Santa in Christmas Chronicles is... Have you seen it? I love it. I have it. I had it in a different category, which is why I didn't take it. I think he's brilliant. I, I think he's brilliant too. And he's got that, like... He's got, like, this edge to him and this kind of, like, teasing playfulness to him where you kind of think, well, this is this Santa's a bit, like, very, very different. He's not the joyful, like, jolly person. You know, he gets hookers to 
singing the in the prison with him uh, and all that kind of stuff and it all kind of builds up to the the reveal that everything's kind of been planted to give these kids the christmas that they needed and it's actually all all what's the word i'm looking for well i already said it planned it's been planning it the entire way that it's not really like that, even though he does have a bit of an edge and it's kurt fucking russell is one of the sexiest men alive we've got to talk about attractive people on this podcast we always do he's one of the sexiest and he looks somehow even sexier as santa um yeah he's aged with like fine wine yeah he's aged like a fine wine and yeah like does he he steals a car at one point and like he's he's just a bit unhinged and he's burst into song in like we said in the prison and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just very a very very different take on Santa that turns out to be still very different, but that classic Santa like magic in him, which I really really liked. So yeah, Kurt Russell's Christmas Chronicles. Though I did think of another one as I was talking, and I'm a bit annoyed because I can't think of that to put that anywhere else. But I'm not going to mention it just in case. Yeah, that's rough because I actually think that where was you going to put it? Christmas Chronicles in one very specific category, and I have no other idea what to put in that one right now. So, where was you going? Where was you going to put it? Best opening, because the opening of that film is like the montage of like through the home videos of all the Christmases the kids have had throughout their lives up until the dad passes, and I think it's so like well done. Um, but I love uh, Christmas Chronicles. I think it's such a good movie. I think, yeah, Kurt Russell's incredible. And, like, the best thing about his Santa is, like, it's almost like he's not helping the kids, but he's pushing them along and letting them believe that they've solved the problems themselves, but he's kind of guiding them without them realising. And he is incredible. I love that movie. Like, I really do enjoy it. And I love that the essential crux of that story is helping steer the brother Teddy back onto the right path. And that's the whole experience. And it's all, yeah. I think that's what the second one's missing. Have you watched the second one? I've watched all of them, yeah. I just don't think, because the second one obviously doesn't have Teddy in as much. I don't think it works anywhere near as well as the first. But even in the second one, Kurt Russell's a highlight. Like the stuff he does in the, the airport is incredible. I, I, I like that choice a lot. I think he's great. Right. What's up next then? It's your category. Oh. I'm going to go best animated movie. And I can, there's very few that I can think of anyway. So, uh, and if anybody say what's your favorite or what is the best animated movie or what's your favorite, there's literally only one answer for me. And again, it's a Netflix movie and it's Klaus. That's a very good one. It's, Fucking for the art style, the story, the music, the emotion. Oh, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Like that film, not to sound too much like you, but that film is a film that makes me cry every single fucking time. Um, it's about um, a postman that uh, gets shipped off to this place um, and he has to, you know, get so many letters before he can come home because he's privileged and whatever he's got to do so many letters before he can come home and then he makes up the idea of Santa and then by faking it eventually he essentially helps this guy in the woods called Klaus turn into Santa Claus and there's 
I don't know if I want to reveal it too much if people haven't watched it because I feel like not a lot of people have whenever I talk about Klaus I feel like people haven't watched it but there's a there's a reveal about Klaus uh, later on as to why he's got so many toys and why he's so good at making toys and it breaks my heart every single time like it proper hurts me every single time and when you mix that with the ending of the film which I really wanted to use but I know I had to save this for animated movie um, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's got some great music in, which again has fucked me over for the music round. It's got a great cast. It's got J.K. Simmons as Klaus slash Santa. It's got um, oh, what's his name who plays Gideon in Scott Pilgrim, and that he's in the new Hunger Games movie. Oh, fuck, what's his name? I ain't got a clue. It's gonna bug me, but he's got him in it as well. And yeah, J.K. Simmons is incredible. Yeah, I mean, J.K. Simmons and Santa is is all you is all you need already. Uh, Jason Schwartzman um, right. is is the main character, um, Jasper, uh, and it's just it's just a phenomenal movie. It's beautifully made. It's not it's not fully three D. Well, it, it looks like two D painted, but it's also got like a three D element to it. It's it's computer generated two D painting. It's really weird, but the making of it's beautiful. It's lit beautifully. It's the design and art style of it's fantastic. Um, there's a scene in it where a girl who's never had a present in her life finally gets the first present, and it really fucking melts my heart every time. It's a fantastic movie. No movie in my mind or heart could top that as an animated movie. So, fuck you. What are you shared at me for? I feel like that Fifty Cent meme. Like, why does he say fuck me for? <laughs> But I, I tell you what, I think Klaus is so underrated. Like you said, nowhere near enough people have seen that movie. It is incredible, and it's another one that I I find myself enjoying more and more every single year. Like the origin story of Santa and the way they've done it is just fucking. It's so well done, and like you said, the animation style is beautiful. I I love it. It's the I think it's the fact it's a Netflix movie that you'd think more people would watch it, but I don't think people watch Netflix animated movies as much as they do the other stuff. Like that's a film that hundred percent deserves to be on a big screen, but just they never it's never on. And I get it because the Netflix deals and Netflix are quite close to the chest with how they work with cinemas or whatever you bought. It deserves to be on a massive screen. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it mm. is fantastic. I really, really like that one. For best animated movie, then this is tough. I'm probably gonna go with Arthur Christmas because, again, I think that is a a wonderful, wonderful movie, and it really does remind. It really does feel like nostalgic in a way that it reminds me of the Christmases I had as a kid. Like it feels so like genuinely English and I don't really know if that makes sense but every like it just feels like so like English at its core and it it feels like the Christmases we had because obviously a lot of these movies um are American and the the United States have turned out the the majority of the great Christmas movies that we're talking about and there's a very distinct feel to them whereas it's not quite the same sort of Christmas as we experience in England, but Arthur Christmas's version and the little scenes where like it shows like the villages and the hills and in like Cornwall and stuff. I just think it feels so English. And I think the voice cast across the board is incredible. I think 
the standout for me is Bill Nye as Grand Santa. I think that is one of the funniest fucking characters in anything. Like he kills me every single time. He's so good. I love him so much. But the entire cast, like, is it Hugh Laurie plays the older brother? You've got Jim Broadbent as Santa, Never James McAvoy. You haven't seen it? No. You should watch it. It is it is brilliant. I, it's one of them that people tell me to watch, but I just never get around to it. It's another one that I didn't really get to until only recently. I think it's been out maybe like 12 years now, but I only watched it the last couple and it shocked me how much I enjoyed it. Like the whole, the way they've done it and it's like um, Santa is a legacy that is passed down through the family and you see like the different generations, like Bill Nye plays like he was the last Santa, but he's now retired and he's the granddad and his son, Jim Broadbent Santa, and then it's going to get passed down to his son. Like it's, it's brilliant. It is so good. And the way they get around like how Santa evolves and the way they deliver presents and it's almost like a military operation like it's so it's so clever I, I I really do enjoy it um so yeah I've gone off for Christmas because aside from Klaus I there were, there were quite a few animated Christmas movies I like but these two feel like the only genuinely great ones like there was a few I could have picked from but outside of these two I don't think any of them are actually like great I think they're fine but these two I do think are special so I think we've got the best two off the board there yeah definitely right do you know I'm really I mean actually I'm not going to tell you but I'm really I know what I'm really struggling to think of is the opening to any Christmas movie (laughs) that's why I'm fuming you took Christmas Chronicles off me because it's the only one I had (laughs) And that's why I'm going to avoid opening now in hopes that something comes to me very, very soon. Yeah, yeah it's not coming to me. I'm literally scrolling, looking for Christmas movies to see, to see if it jumps my memory and fucking nothing is coming that's worth it. Yeah, that's going to be a difficult one to get to. So I'm just going to keep going on. Um, I'm going to go with then the best song. Mm. The best song. And this, do you know what? Can I ask, can we do specials? Uh, oh, no. You, no, because we do films. This is a film podcast. We I don't, don't, yeah, but there's a very specific team. We, we don't do Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Chris, exactly what I was going for. That's not a movie, Cal. Only Kevin Bacon on my list. Right, okay. I'll go with one from. I mean, there's some classics that I could go to here. Like, really... go, go to it then. Don't don't waste time, Cal. Fine, I'm doing it. I'm going with Holiday Inn and White Christmas because that's where the song was written and it's now become one of the biggest Christmas songs of all time, sang by Bing Crosby, and it's fantastic. As far as Christmas songs go, there aren't many more iconic than White Christmas and to get the film where it originated, which is surprising because obviously they did Holiday Inn and did the song and then a few years later they did the film White Christmas and he sang it again so a lot of people think it came from White Christmas but it actually came from Holiday Inn so I am taking one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time in White Christmas from Holiday Inn the suck on that <laughs> What, White Christmas? What, like I'm dreaming of a White Christmas? Yeah. That's, that's a game film. From. Huh? Is that from a film? 
Yeah, it's from Holiday Inn. Bing Crosby sang it, and that, that was the first time it was ever done. Oh, no. Oh, see, now I'm torn. I've just thought of a really good one, but then I thought, oh, we've still got that on the board. Oh, no. What categories? So we're doing song. What categories have we got left? So after song, we've got North Pole, best opening, and the best not-so-Christmas movie. Oh, no, I can't take... Oh, right, okay. I know what you're going to do here. <laughs> Is it me that gets to pick the next one? The next category? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right, I'm going to go for the best song. <laughs> it's not really a Christmassy song, but it's from a Christmassy film, and it's only in my head because we watched it yesterday, and it's from... The holiday, and it's Arthur's fee when he the the piece of music Jack Black writes for Arthur Abbott, who when he goes on stage, it's got the cheeky little bit of um, flutes in there, just because it serves the story quite well. Um, and I do have another one. I do have another song from a film that I'm going to use for the next category, but I didn't want to take it off the next category. Um, I, know, but, I know what's coming. But Arthur's theme is 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 brilliant. Uh, it really does play into his character. It plays into the, the romance between Kate Winslet and Jack Black um, and the overarching story of those two characters as well. So I'm going with that, um, mainly because if I didn't give the holiday some love, I think Grace would burst through that door and actually stab me in the neck But because <laughs> I've not talked about it yet. But <clears throat> it is a great piece of music as well. Not overly, it's not Christmassy music, but it is, it is like a, a really distinct part and a really like, big part of a really great Christmas film that I actually do quite enjoy. Yeah, I quite like The Holiday. I think Jack Black in it could be one of the worst characters of all time, though. But outside of him being... Why? He's just so fucking annoying. The bit in the um, the video store when he starts doing the tunes, I'm like, ditch that motherfucker now. And his facial expression drive me nuts. Like, Kate Winslet deserves to end up with someone better than Jack Black, for Christ's sake. Like, how does Cameron Diaz get Jude Law and Kate, Kate Winslet? Is still- yeah, I hate Jude Law. I can't stand Jude Law. So, which is a problem for me because he's leading up a Star Wars TV show next year. So it's a massive problem for me. I that can't stand him. Are you, so you don't, you don't watch Jude Law in that film and think he's one of the finest looking men to ever exist? No. That's, that's <laughs> shocking because he's fucking outrageous. I watched that. I watched that film and think people joke about my receding hairline, but fuck me, his his about touches the back of his skull. He's been holding on to that for a while. Give it ten years. Where's yours going to be? Touching your backside. Mine's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I like the holiday. It's a it's another one that I think's a little underrated. Um, but we watch every year because Eleanor absolutely loves it as well. To be fair, I think from what you've said about Jack Black, it's not me that's going to be getting the knife to the neck. <laughs> she loves him. Oh God, really? Yeah. No, his facial expression. Like he just pulls some really weird faces. It's like you look ugly, power. Don't do it. No. <laughs> no, not for me. Right. Let's move on then. Oh yeah. Oh, you're stealing it. I've trademarked that. I'll be fucking hear- hearing from my lawyers. I'll send you 25p. Uh, <laughs> I'm going best North Pole. Oh wow, this isn't where I expected you to go. Okay, okay. We go best. No, no, I'll get there and eventually go on. Oh no, why have you fought one for the other ones? Oh no. <laughs> well, I've said it now. So best North Pole. Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Oh, that's interesting, actually. It's cute. It's it looks delicious. All the food and stuff. It's cute. It's colourful. Like the design of it all is like really, really. Obviously, the mini, no, well, not miniatures, but like models and whatever. But it feels really, really tight and tiny. Um, it looks really, really, feels really, really cute. And like all the like the little merry-go-round and the lights and how it's done in the claymation kind of style. It's 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 beautiful. So. Yeah, now I'm, I'm more, I'm, I can't concentrate because I'm more intrigued as to what you thought I was going to do. See, I thought you were going to take Nightmare Before Christmas, but I thought you were going to take it in the not-so-Christmas category. Yeah, because it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, but a lot of people don't think so. You know, a lot of people are thick as it's fuck. It's for debating it. So people say it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, we can't... No. Right. You mean, no, it's a fact. People say it. I mean, <laughs> what's it I say? I'm saying people say it. It's about a guy who learns... The true meaning of Christmas. That's a fucking Christmas movie. I agree. I think it's a Christmas movie, but I know a lot of people don't, which is why I thought it was nailed on for that. It's like when people say, well, no, it's not a Christmas movie. It's about Halloween. Well, then Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Because it's just about some kid fucking beating burgers. That's like Die Hard. And people don't like Die Hard being a Christmas movie. They're all Christmas movies, if you ask me. If it takes place at Christmas, you can class it as a Christmas movie. Exactly. People try to say fucking Bridget Jones' Diary is a Christmas movie because it starts and ends at Christmas time. So if they can fucking squeeze that in, then they if can squeeze the Die Hard. And... That's the case, and I'm putting Ghostbusters 2 as my not Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, that's New Year's, but Louis, Louis, wears a, Louis wears a Santa hat when he's at the end, so I'm I'm taking it. So that's where I thought you were going to take that. Um... No. Now, I wanted to use... I was going to use it as... Uh, best song for what's this yeah but, but nah i saved it for no pokes i couldn't think of any other one plus i didn't want to use it for the best even if it is a fantastic opening scene it feels more halloweeny so it felt cheating but i still don't know a best opening scene so let's drag this out as much as we can please i've got one now fuck off i'll get to sorry, you sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that shortly. So for best north pole i've gone with the santa claus because yeah, I think it looks incredible. I think while the first one, we don't really get to see too much of the outside of it. You get that little shot when they first take the, when they first get the sleigh and, they, and it takes them to the North Pole for the first time. And that little that snow globe rises on the pole, and the elf comes out and opens the secret like hatch for them. And then when you're in there and you just see like the, the workshop and everything inside, and it just looks so beautifully made. And even when like. Scott Calvin sat in the bedroom talking to the elves, um, and you can just see like the outside, and you see like the different like the, the the like the plane going past, and you see like just like the landscape of what the North Pole looks like, and it looks like the most magical fucking place on earth. Um, you obviously see more of it later on in like outside in the next few, but I just think those shots in the first one of it outside, and then the workshop and the bedroom and everything inside, it just I I think it looks unbelievable. Um, for the longest time, it was my favourite version of the North Pole. It's not now, but I've what's saved that. What's your favourite now? Oh, are you saving it, are you? Yeah. Uh, a different category. I like it Nightmare Before Christmas. I like the, the it's so different. Obviously, it's different from Halloween time, but it's so, like, even, like, the, the art style seems really, really different. And, like, the juxtaposition of having Jack Skellington this fucking creepy long ass motherfucker walking around this really short stout um, place with all these tiny little 
owls walking around. Oh, great. And the is it in the first one, Santa Claus, where they give Scott Calvin the the hot chocolate and it, it looks like the best fucking hot chocolate in the world? Well, it yeah. should be because Judy spent thousand years perfecting oh, yeah, it. You know way too much. <laughs> I watched that recently, to be fair. And I loved it a lot. <laughs> Is it, you know what is a good uh, North Pole? The one from Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, that's one where like it goes like a bit. They like expand it every time. Yeah. Is it is the three or is it two? No, Christmas? there's only the two. Why do I think there's three then? Is it the the second one with all the little creatures, isn't it? Yeah, and then that um, one that used to be a creature is now like a, a human. That's a bit of a shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, still. Oh, yeah, the first one's better. But yeah, the 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 North Pole in that one's that one's good. I'm trying to think of other North Poles actually. Oh, the one in Elf's great because you, you've got the mix of the um, the old what's it called? It's like the um, Rudolph Rudolph special. the Red Nosed Reindeer style. Yeah, I can't remember the name of like the style because it's named after the company. I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna bug me. So I'm gonna look at it. Look yeah, at it. I can't actually remember the name of the because it's like I think it was named after the company that made Rudolph, but yeah, they clearly modeled the elf North Pole after that. Um but yeah, Rudolph was great. That's the issue, we can't do Christmas specials. <laughs> so I can't I can't mention Rudolph or Charlie Brown Christmas. Some classics. I mean it's just Oh, ranking bass. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's almost like it's the stop motion type, isn't it? <coughs> the elf one is kind of mixed between the two. Is it? That's good. Yeah. Go on then. Are you gonna are you gonna try outdoing me on the not so Christmas movie, or are you gonna try outdoing me on the opening? Well, you so, haven't got an opening, so it won't be out now. And I'm hoping it's not the one that you've got. <laughs> so. My opening is what I was originally going to use for North Pole because I think it's my favourite North Pole. Um, but I have nothing else for opening, so I have to use it here. And that is Fred Close. That's fine. Because the opening to Fred Close, essentially it's like, the, it's like the history of Santa. It shows his relationship with his brother when they're very, very young, and it shows how Nicholas became Santa Claus, and it shows the... The way that Fred originally, because it's obviously about the two brothers, and it shows the way that Fred originally loved his brother and tried to be the best big brother possible. But for a series of like Nicholas's own selfless deeds, that so for example, Fred gives him a present and he gives it away to a child that needs it, despite the fact Fred made it specifically for him, and all the attention that the parents give to Nicholas as it opposed to Fred, and it really and it leads to him eventually resenting his brother, and it's quite a sad opening for what I think is actually quite an underrated movie. Um, but I think just the, the way you get to see the acts that led to Nicholas becoming a saint and eventually Santa Claus and seeing him as a kid, just learning to like the different tropes that make him Santa, like the, when he cuts down the tree and just brings it into the house or when he falls down the, the chimney and everyone's just shocked and no one really knows why he's done it. Or like I said, when he gets his presents, uh, uh, I think it's time for his birthday, it's for Christmas off. Fred, and then he takes them to the less the children in the town that are more for, uh, more needy. I just think it's it's a good film that I don't think people in like give enough love, and I think the opening really sets up why Vince Vaughn's character 
is as bitter as he is when we get to him in the modern day and why he is so anti-Christmas as opposed to his family. And it's it's not really his fault. It doesn't paint Nicholas in a bad light, which I think is important because you don't want to make Santa a dick at the same time, but it's like how everyone else responds to him and neglects Fred as a result of that. That really t- turns him into the cynic that he is. And I think it's, it's really well done. Um, this was what I was going to have as my favourite North Pole because I think the North Pole in Fred Close is great. Like, the workshop's fantastic. There's a lot of shots of them outside. Um, the bar where all the elves go to socialise and Elizabeth Banks is looking fine as hell. Like, it's it's great. I, I really like the North Pole, but the opening is also good and I have nothing else for it, so I had to take it. I... It, well, it's not as good as yours, and I'm just, I'm going to go with the opening to Jingle All The Way, <laughs> because the opening to Jingle All The Way is just an episode of, like, it opens up as an episode of Turbo Man, and yeah. I'll fucking tell you, I loved Power Rangers as a kid, so that opening, the Turbo Man episode just fucking reminds me of uh, Power Rangers, and it's so, like, well done. It like it looks exactly like the original Power Rangers like shows would look like, uh, and obviously open up and you get a bit more of like what the family situation is there. But I don't care about any of that shit. That Turbo Man is fucking brilliant. I, if Turbo Man was real, that show was real when I was a kid. I would have hundred percent watched that. It looks shit, and I loved it. So not very Christmassy. Not anything as close to as good as yours. But fucking Jingle All the Ways. Another one that's. People, I think, overlook at Christmas, and it's such a great movie. Yeah, that's another one that Eleanor can't stand. So I watch that one every what? year. Alone, but Eleanor, I think it's come on, man. I know you haven't got Miss Chris a cow, but let's just give to let's give Turbo Managing all the way a bit a bit of love, please. Yeah, I think it's great. Put the cookie down. <laughs> exactly, I think it's great. I think Arnie's probably so wrongly cast <laughs> as yeah. the loving dad at Christmas, but I think he's brilliant. I think it's so funny. Loving mid-suburban American dad. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird because it never ever really reflects on the fact he's got this accent. Like, they just portray him as if he's American when he's clearly not. Yeah. And no one ever touches on that, but I think it's <laughs> underrated. It's the best <laughs> performance of Jake Lloyd's career. Are you an angel? <laughs> Do you know why it actually might be? I think it is. I think, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I, I probably like him a lot more than most people in Phantom Menace, but I think he's actually really good in this. Um, I have no problem with him in Phantom Menace at all, but he is actually really good in Jingle All the Way, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, I second what you said about Power Rangers as well. That pink Power Ranger was my very first crush. We've talked about this. Yes. Yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was the shit. And when they made the film, it changed my life. Um, <laughs> that's that's what made you the man you are today. Yeah. <laughs> One that cries at everything. <laughs> that's it. One, one last category. There's a couple of really big Christmas films and all that. I can't believe I've missed off and now I can't use them because they're not, not so Christmas movies. Why don't you do some honourable mentions before we talk about the last one? If you, are you, if you, oh no, or do you want to do it after? Just in we case we can do it after. We can do it after. But this you got goes first now. So what have you got? We've already used Die Hard. We've already used Nightmare Before Christmas. They're the two not so Christmas big Christmas movies. They're probably the biggest ones, aren't they? I did see what I did. I'm not going to use it, but I did see one when I was searching. Reminding me about Scarface ticket now. Uh, where is it? It was 
Batman Returns. No. Well, I'm going to give you ideas, but no, I'm not picking Batman Returns. Um, oh, it's between two for me, and they're both so enjoyable. They're both really good, and I don't know which to decide. I'm gonna go with. Uh, fuck it. No, no, I can't decide. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I still get to pick the fucking final one. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Violent Night. What, sorry? Violent Night. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Oh, no, now I regret my choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it don't matter. I've already said it. Violent Night is fucking great. It's basically Die Hard, but w- actually with... It's like somebody said, I'm sick of fucking hearing the argument. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm just going to fucking make a Christmas movie, a Die Hard movie with fucking Santa. And it's so violent. And it, to be fair, it does... Have... To be fair. Huh? It'd be weird if it wasn't, considering it's in the title. Well, yeah, great. And they are making a second one. I can't wait. I honestly w- wish they'd call it Violent Night, just to lean into the Die Harder kind of thing. Um, but it's it's violent. There's a bit where they're in the attic and they fucking drop a bowling ball on some woman's face. It's fucking brilliant. It's ba- it is Die Hard meets Home Alone with Santa, and it's brilliant. And you also kind of get like a bit of um, of the Norse mythology of Santa as well. It's like a Norse mythology, and he used to be a barbarian um, before beforehand, and um, it's. You know, David Harbour is fantastic in absolutely everything he does anyway. And he brings this kind of... It brings that, like, badass Santa feel to it. He's disgruntled with the job. He's, like, fucking fed up of listening to everybody complaining and not believing him and everything. And it isn't until the end of the film when, obviously, a small girl needs his help that he begrudgingly helps her and then gains who he is back through very fucking violent... Very, very fucking violent means. Um resulting in one of the best fucking uses of uh, a chimney in a Christmas movie I've ever fucking seen uh, in the final kill. Fucking brilliant. Um, my other choice, I'm, oh, I nearly said it, but then you could have took it. My other choice is also good for very similar reasons, but yeah, Violent Night, fucking brilliant. Um, it's Die Hard with Santa, man. But could, you, can't, you, can't, you can't argue that one. Yeah, I think it's great as well. I was really surprised watching Violent Night, just how much like sentimentality there was to it and the Christmas spirit. I didn't expect it to be anywhere near as festive as I thought it was. Like the, the way he rediscovers his love for Christmas and the little girl like strengthens his like belief and reestablishes his faith in humanity and his job. I think it's actually really good. And that's just all on the backdrop of some incredible violence. Like, he's fucking awesome in that. And I think the supporting cast is great too. Like, the boyfriend of the daughter who is, I think he's trying to be an actor and he's still like over the top and he tries to make up for it. He is funny as hell. Like, he is so cast. It's a great cast. I love it. I think I'm so excited for a second one because like the thought of what they can do with like a Mrs. Claus as well in this sort of universe, it'd be so exciting. Um, that's one I haven't heard yet. I have said I did. I remember coming out of it, and he was talking about Mrs. Claus. I think he talks about Mrs. Claus at the end of the film. I can't remember, but I remember coming out of it and saying, like, I know we've like lately, especially in these kind of films, you do a lot of stunt casting. Like, oh, you know, this one needs Winona Ryder as Mrs. Claus. 
you fu- just because of the Stranger Things, you need David Harbour and Renona Ryder as a fucking a violent Santa Claus duo. It'd be fucking amazing. That would be fun, but I don't know whether I'm making this up or whether I've actually heard it. But I feel like Shirley's Theroux might be playing Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I mean she's she's great at action, but she's great. She's actiony. She's very good at action stuff. She's all doing. It'd be great to see Renona Ryder do it because she's not really that famous for action. She's famous for being like, you know, the love interest or the the. Well, obviously, more lately, she's famous for being the warrior mum in in Stranger Things. But it'd be great to see take that role and turn her into like fucking the female John Wick of of the Violet Night universe. Yeah, I think um, we haven't rewatched Violet Night yet this year. Um, I'm saving it for a couple of weeks for reasons. But um, it's one I'm looking forward to. Re-watching. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> it's one I'm really looking forward to rewatching because it, I had a great time with it and Eleanor loved it. I think she likes David Harbour a bit too much, to be fair, but That's I just think so. <laughs> okay. And so do I. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It is great. So for my last pick and my choice for the alternative not-so-Christmas Christmas movie... I am going to go with, again, there's a few because there's a lot of horror-themed Christmas movies that I really like. Mm. like one of the original slashes is a Christmas movie, essentially. Um, but I'm going to go with one of my favourite action franchises ever, and that's Lethal Weapon 1. Yeah. Because I think it's brilliant. I love every Lethal Weapon movie, but the first one is just so good. It's one of the very first... Or it feels like it was, I think, along with 48 Hours, one of the very first like buddy cop movies where there was two, that there was a pair who were very, very different but were working together to take down criminals. You've got Danny Glover's Roger Murtoff, who's like the the veteran, play it by the book, um, police officer, which is interesting because in that film he says, like, I'm too old for this shit and um, they're making a fifth one now. So if he's too old then... Motherfucker, sit you know, and retire. You know they're going to make a joke about it. They're going to say something like, I really am too fucking old for this shit, or yeah. like something like that. Yeah, well, he was too old then. It's been almost 40 years, so he needs to still consider it now. But uh, yeah, he's great. And he's obviously paired with Mel Gibson's Martin Riggs, who's like the loose cannon, almost like... You said you agree with his religious views on life, Mel Gibson. No, I don't think I did, actually. Carry on. No, carry on. I will say, admittedly, though, as a kid... Oh, what are you going to say here? I want to carry on this podcast, man. <laughs> I thought as a kid that Martin Riggs was the coolest character in anything ever. As a kid, I thought he was. I've watched it as I'm older, and it's a bit... Even his character's a bit questionable. Like, there's definitely some homophobic tendencies there. Um, <laughs> but, like, he was so good, the way, like, he dealt with confrontation, and, like, he was he was, he was, was unhinged. There's a, there's a bit when he's, like, facing off with one of the criminals, and he's just, like, ranting at him, and it, you can see the guy's, like, uncomfortable... Um, the stuff in the Christmas tree like p- lot when they were they bust the cocaine deal, um, the stuff with the guy on the roof when he he jumps off with him into the big um, inflatable thing because the guy's suicidal. It's Riggs is just he's, a, he's such a unique character in the sense that I think it's just after his wife died and he'd lost the will to live and he was willing to do anything regardless and put his life in danger to get the right results and. The way the two work together is incredible. The the fight scene at the end between Riggs and I think it's Gary Busey's character, um, Joshua, on in, in the snow in front of 
uh, Mertoff's house. And then Riggs uh, spending Christmas with um, Mertoff and his family. And then it ends with a Christmas song. Like, I know people say Die Hard isn't a Christmas film, but I think it is. But this one, it feels like it's not even in the conversation, but I actually think it feels more Christmassy than Die Hard because it's got so much more of the Christmas like ten like tropes in it with the Christmas tree parking lot, the fight in the snow, the songs, the Christmas like feel good dinner at the end. I just it's so good. And like I said, I love the entire franchise and I probably will watch the new one regardless of um how old they'll be. But it was the perfect way to start it and it's probably my favourite, like I said, like buddy cop movie where the two very, very different people are paired together. Like I think they're both so good in those roles and I I mean, I love the film. My brother got me the box set last year because I love it that much. Um, so, yeah, alternative movie, Lethal Weapon 1. See, the two that I was juggling was Violent Night. <clears throat> and when you said horror movie, I thought you were going to go for it. But if I was to have a second, if we were to do second pigs, it'd be fucking Krampus. I yeah, I considered Krampus. I love that movie so much. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, Krampus is a good one. But I was thinking like uh, Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yeah. One of the very first slashes that is genuinely creepy as shit. Because um, that's a good one. Uh, Silent, Di- Silent Night, Deadly Night is another good one. Another like, slasher. I've not seen, I've heard it. There's a Silent Night coming out with the guy from Suicide Squad, isn't there? It's, it's supposed to be like John Wick style oh, really? Christmas movie. Oh, Apparently shit, I know they've just done another slasher that I've not actually seen, but it's like a, it's a slasher mixed with It's a Wonderful Life called It's a Wonderful Knife. And that came out this year. That's great. Yeah, that's just come out, but I've not seen it. Um, so they were quite a few. I'm surprised Bad Santa didn't get mentioned. But alternative. Oh, yeah, Bad Santa. All the ones haven't been mentioned. Grinch. Yeah, that was it for the alternative ones, but we didn't mention quite a few good ones for in general, like like you said, The Grinch, uh, Nativity. First Nativity is fucking awesome. And it has some great songs that I, I almost took one of, them, one of the songs in that category because there were some really really good original songs there um what else were we missing jack frost one of my favorites i cry every time jack frost is going to be in the teaser video for this episode i completely forgot about it and you know what when i when i remembered it when i was doing like when i was making the video i was like i fucking love jack frost and i completely fucking forgot to mention it yeah i love it i love it there's the horror jack frost which again our friend dan would probably prefer yeah Absolutely. Although, and if you're listening, we don't call each other friends, do we? You don't. You don't give that title to anybody, chap. <laughs> I, I did just see you watched uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" and give it five stars, and I almost fucking teared up just looking at his review. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some there's some good ones that we missed. The Santa Claus Two, which I think is decent. Well, Santa, that's, that's. I mean, you pretty much talk about all of them with that. Yeah. Um, the third one is dog shit. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, which is fucking fantastic that's true but i class that more as like a special great movie polar express what do you think of that never seen it don't want to see it scares the living shit out of me yeah the animation's not here well but it's good songs in there that i could have gone with and the north pole looks great um what else have we missed we missed some good ones surely it's gotta be there's mean we 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 took the two christmas you made me think of you made me think of 10 movies don't make me think of any more yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The MCU Christmas Guardians. That's that is great. I love yeah, that. I and really, really enjoy that. I've avoided it for the thirty-four years I've been on this planet, watching it in full. But this year, I'm going to fucking commit. 
I'm going to watch the Star Wars holiday special. I might just record. I might just record an episode by myself and of me just breaking, me just breaking down. Unless you just want to sit there and watch me break down. Just me in the background, just like. <laughs> oh, we talked. To, we talked about potentially doing like, um, like watching a film and recording commentary at the same time. Maybe that's the one I do it on the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> watch my sanity. Watch me lose my sanity. Though after last week, well, or well, two weeks ago, I don't think we should try anything new for a while. No, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Josh. That's who I blame. Oh, yeah. All Josh's fault. It's not a movie and it's not a thing, but it, there's a comic called Klaus, which I originally bought because I thought it was an adaptation. Well, that's where the animated movie came from, but it's not. It's it's so much fucking... It's, um, it's almost like a... Um, not a fairy tale. What's the word? It's like an Arthurian tale, like of this warrior who lives out in the out in the cold with mystical abilities and he like frees this town and everything it's dead fucking violent and actually that's really really good if anybody reads comics out there which i imagine is a correlation um a comic called klaus is really really good um i'm trying to think what would christmas you share that we've not ghostbusters 2 is 100 the christmas movie <laughs> this isn't a movie but you just mentioned comics so i'm using it uh the smallville christmas episode lexmas where um, it's essentially like the family yeah, member. Yeah, Christmas episodes, mate. We're going to be here for a fucking long time. No, but this is one of my favourites ever, so I just want to shout it out, because it's like the, there's a bit in that where Clark is using his powers to help deliver Christmas presents all over Metropolis on Christmas Eve, and some little girl sees him and thinks he's Santa, and then when he pretends he is, she says, well, who's that? And then he looks outside, and there's like a depressed Santa on the roof, and it's like my favourite moments, because instead of doing going to spend Christmas with Lana... Um, which I think is the first Christmas together and she's at his house with his family and instead of spending it with them he chooses to do the selfless thing and give these presents and then he sits on the roof talking to Santa for hours trying to ensure him life's like, good and stuff and that's like when Superman's my favourite it's the little moments where he's yeah. dealing with like humanity and it's nothing to do with his abilities of fighting these big monsters it's stuff like sitting on a roof with a suicidal Santa and explaining like why life is worth living and stuff and it's stuff like that that i always enjoy the most about superman so yeah i wanted to give that a shout out because i think it's fucking sick loved it um but yeah we, i'm not going to talk about too many christmas specials because i watched so many yeah i mean the first ever episode of the, of the simpsons is a christmas yeah must- oh yes the perfect opportunity to fucking talk about it if we're going to talk about tv and christmas there's only one person that i'm going to be watching this year my fucking boy hawkeye oh shit yeah yeah. yeah, what did you say? You said it's very Christmassy and you might watch it at Christmas. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it because I think there's like, how many episodes? Like eight. Oh, such a massive fucking commitment. That's like eight hours. That is a commitment. I've got to get through like another 40 films or something. But... Oh, yeah, you've got fat. you got a fair bit to watch. But what, num- good. what number are you on? What number? Yeah. Should I have a look now? Have you been through 65? Oh, I passed that. Oh, okay, fair enough. I've passed 365. Fair. I looked that up the other day. I've passed that. <coughs> Are you counting? This is this isn't great for a podcast. It's just very quiet. <laughs> I'm just counting them up quickly on that box. I watched 33 Christmas films already. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking hell, it's only the 4th of December. I started, like... On the 1st of December. I think I started on the 10th of November. You started on the 6th of July. 
Yeah, I mean, I would if I could. No, it's funny because I'm such a Christmas guy, but outside of until like from January until early November, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. Fair play. Batman Returns, obviously. Yeah, I think, I think we're. I mean, well, I was going to say we're both waiting for the same thing, but not with how it's been lately. But we both, I think, we both talked about it before. We'd love a, a screen movie set at Christmas, but let's not talk about the next screen movie for a little while, shall we? Yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that shite. It's very disappointing. Yeah, yeah. But ending it on a depressing note like that. Sorry. Way to end the Christmas special. Oh, I'm sorry. They did another violent night, though, so all is well with the world. Very, very true. Very, very true. Um, and I'm going to become mentally drained from watching the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, I wouldn't have that. I'd rather you than me. I won't put myself through that shite. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of great ones there. I'll quickly go through the list to end it there, just so we know what we've got. So, for best opening, I went with Fred Close, and you went with Jingle All The Way. Best ending, I went with It's A Wonderful Life, and you went with Home Alone. Uh, yeah. Best main character, I went with Clark Griswold, and you went with Buddy the Elf. Best yeah. Santa, I went with Miracle on 34th Street, Richard Attenborough, and you went with... Christmas Chronicles, Kurt Russell. Um, best that's North Pole, I went with... Comparable. You want to say? That's comparable. Yeah, I actually think Kurt Russell's a very underrated one, so I think that's a good shout. Um, best North Pole, I went with the Santa Claus, and you went with Nightmare Before Christmas. Best yeah. villain, I went with Hans Gruber, and you <laughs> went with Alan Rickman's character in Love Actually, whose name I can't even remember. No, but we both remember his... We both remember, yeah, but that's the thing. We don't remember his name, but we remember what he did, and that's worse than anything a terrorist could do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he upset Emma Thompson. That's unforgivable. That is one of the worst things anyone can do. Um, best songs I went with White Christmas from Holiday Inn, and you went with the theme. Is it what is it? Arthur's theme that Jack Black's character composed oh, Holiday. Yeah. Uh, the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol I went with Scrooged, and you went with Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm still, I'm still laughing at what I originally thought you were talking about. What do you mean? Oh, when you thought I was to say about best Christmas Carol. Silent now, it's great. <laughs> I don't even know how many acts like what actually counts as a Christmas carol. Jingle bells, silent night. Oh, I imagine it'll be all like the religious type. Yeah, probably. Is that all oh. holy night? Stars are brightly shining one. Yeah. Little donkey, is that a Christmas carol? Yeah. No, I don't think little donkey's a oh no, maybe it is a little maybe it is one. Fuck knows. Um best animated movie I went with Arthur Christmas, you went with Klaus. Yeah. And best alternative not-so-Christmas movie. I went with Lethal Weapon 1 and you went with Violent Night. Which you argued was more of a Christmas movie than than not, so this is fine. What, Violent Night? Yeah. I think it's great, but yeah, I was surprised at how Christmassy it was, but I suppose alternative doesn't necessarily have to mean it's it shouldn't be considered a Christmas movie. It just it isn't what people view as a traditional heartwarming one. Like, they're violent and shit. It's a bit different, isn't it? It counts. Yeah. I think a bullet through the heart is going to make it warm up a little bit. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> well, that brings our Christmas category carnage to an end then. Some good lists there. Um, some great films included. We're, um, uh, next week, we're going to be back with just another showdown. Just put it down. Don't put it down like that. Just enough. You know, I'm going to get a hat. You should. I mean, you've got one on Boba Fett there. Yeah, well, I don't want to take it off him. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to step the game up for next week. It's looking very bare compared to yours, especially if you're going even more all out. Yeah, well, like I said, Eleanor did those bits. Um, I was gonna get a mini tree, but do it. Yeah, because there's like the free foot ones that are like pre-lit and got the snow on in Asda right now for like twenty quid. So I might get one. And I love that I just put these presents here. They're actually presents that my mum has sent for me that Eleanor's wrapped, so I don't know what they are. And she just put them in here out of the way, so I didn't see them. So I've just added it to like the decor. Oh, for the for the environment, for the atmosphere, for the ambiance. Yeah. yeah, so there's that's my Christmas. I have no idea what it is, but it's off my mum. So um, but yeah, we I'm not quite sure I remember which order we said we were gonna do the showdowns because we've got two coming up comparing four Christmas movies. Um but like I said, I can't remember which order we're doing it in, but we'll figure that out soon. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of our Christmas season. Um, details are below if you guys want to follow us anywhere. Chatting oh. numerous shite across all social media channels. That's if we've got video this week. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you can yeah. see us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can see us because I've got a Christmas hat on and a wonderful Christmas jumper and Nathan's got a lovely Christmas t-shirt on, so we've made effort here. Yeah. And look at the tinsel on the Pulp Fiction. And the Boba Fett. Yeah. Bob, Bob and this Fett is an expensive that I've wrapped up in the Christmas lights. So I hope it's not causing any damage. <laughs> yeah. And I've got more tinsel on the ET poster. And oh, fuck. Ah, fuck off. I can't do it. I can't get my head around pointed. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but also, a Santa hat on the Breakfast Club poster, which I'm not going to point out. So. I give up. You're on the wrong side. Am I? Yeah. Well, on my side, it looks... Oh, it's not going to work, is it? Nah, not at all. But good try, though. Somehow you maybe did an even worse job than me appointing, so well done. It made me feel better. Um, but yeah, if you guys are watching this on YouTube and you enjoyed the video, feel free to like and subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're watching, listening, should I say, on any of the audio platforms, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then... Uh, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast on there as well or even just give us a review on there um, if you want to see us looking quite festive not as festive as I look next week um, but if you want to see us looking quite festive what are you going to fucking do next week? Uh, I mean I don't just mean me I mean the fucking room Okay, uh, I'm going to dye my beard white <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you want to see us looking festive then head over to the YouTube channel where hopefully there will be video this week uh, I'm hoping I'm not jinxing it by saying this now, but fingers crossed there will be. Um, if you want to keep an eye out on all the social media channels for updates on future episodes, which Nathan does expertly by putting wonderful videos together, then they are also going to be beneath, are they? Did you say? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Just follow us on Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the main one. That's the main one. Tw- nobody looks at us on X anymore. We should no. stop advertising on X like Disney have done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll say that's why we're doing it. We're just as big. Yeah, that's why we're doing it. It's morals. It's nothing to do with uh, the fact that we never use that account anyway. Um, But yeah, thanks for watching slash listening, guys. And we hope to see you back next week. Peace out. Merry Merry Christmas. Well, like four weeks left yet. Three weeks left. (laughs)